Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Edmund Zagarin. Edmund, are you ready to do this? Absolutely, George. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, excited to, excited to have you on. Edmund is the founder and CEO of BidOps. They're the first company automating vendor negotiations through artificial intelligence. Edmund, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, happy to. Um, my background is actually in strategic sourcing and procurement. Um, help uh, procurement teams provide strategic partnership to their internal business stakeholders, execute fast processes, and transform um, you know, any type of bottleneck into a growth opportunity. And so that's really where our platform um, plays, plays a role. Um, I love data. I'm very passionate about helping um, supply chains run efficiently, business processes get done um, ahead of schedule with great outcomes. And uh, I live in San Francisco and, um, yeah, just really excited by what's um, happening in kind of the, the digital transformation world. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So a, a love and passion for data and efficiency, creating great outcomes. How do you, this is definitely going to be a little bit off topic, but how are you thinking about uh, remote work? And let's just assume that, that at some point we're going to return back to normal. Yeah. So, you know, our team actually started as a remote first organization, um, actually just within North America. But we, you know, had a, a group of folks that um, some of us knew each other from going to school together. Some of us knew each other from consulting projects that we worked in different geographies and so when we started the company, we were remote first, then we got an office later on. And so we had to develop really good practices at the beginning around, um, you know, using collaboration tools like we use Slack and we use some other tools um, that help us kind of stay on the same page. Um, we also, I'm a big fan of asynchronous work in general because we have major customers in both Europe and Asia Pacific regions. And so um, internally, we um, like to offer people that want to make a presentation the opportunity to video record it and share it in advance of having like a meeting that's just for presentation. So that when we actually do have virtual meetings, we can make them very actionable, very conversational and collaborative, um, rather than kind of one person talking and other people or a group of other people just passively listening. Um, in general, I think that, um, I you know, hope I'm not alone in saying that as a culture, we spend too much time in meetings. And so if there are ways that remote work can help us be more conscious and intentional about the cost of the time that's, that's spent when a huge number of people are in a meeting together, I think that's a good thing personally. Um, and then, you know, we, uh, we like to get the team together. So we do uh, a couple times a year, big, um, group gathering. Sometimes it's in the San Francisco Bay Area. Sometimes it's in Atlanta, which is where our other major hub is. Um, and, you know, it's an opportunity to bond, to get to know each other at a personal level. Um, and then also to, you know, think about the future and, and uh, really articulate not just the vision for, you know, our product roadmap and, um, you know, kind of our go to market strategy, but also 
you know, really bring in the voice of the customer. So we'll often have customers come and kind of per- learn more about kind of what challenges they face at a, at a very specific level. Love it. I appreciate you sharing that. So when we say, when, when, when you say automating vendor negotiations, tell me what the problem was that you looked out onto the landscape and saw that motivated you to create BitOps. Yeah, so, you know, um, anytime someone wants to buy something in a major company and it costs, uh, you know, a certain amount of money, usually it's above uh, a, a certain threshold, um, you may have heard the phrase uh, three bids and a buy or get three quotes or get multiple, um, you know, options or prices. Um, and that is, uh, you know, a policy at major companies for a very good reason. There's often savings associated with that. Um, type of transaction. In some cases, you actually find better value or capabilities that you might not have been aware of if you hadn't kind of looked um, looked out to the market, gotten some uh, competitive alternatives. And so, in general, that is kind of good procurement hygiene in terms of an operational and uh, policy standpoint. The problem is it's uh, really challenging to execute that. So, uh, there's often um, incommensurate unit of measure. It's difficult to get apples to apples. Different suppliers have different capabilities. They're pricing those capabilities different, so it's hard to line them up side by side. BitOps makes the process of um, sourcing and negotiating super simple and super easy. If you um, have a stream of purchase requests that are coming in from different business stakeholders, um, it's very um, simple to uh, align those with uh, approved suppliers that you already do business with, figure out if there are alternatives within your current ecosystem, and um, yeah, then just uh, also, you know, we have an artificial intelligence engine that simulates uh, a transaction, and that simulation gives you some idea of if you're getting a good price. And so that simulation can um, be powerful in the sense that um, if you do have just one quote um, and you don't have time to go out and get others, you can use our simulator to get a sense of if the price is, is good or not, or if there's opportunity for uh, driving an improvement. Um, and you can also make the decision if driving that improvement is worth it. If it's not very much money, maybe the the time it would take is is not worth the benefit. Um, but if it's a huge amount of money, it it, it very well could be. Um, so that's really where um, you know we see uh, automation having a, a huge potential, especially for transaction types that are very very complex, or transaction types that um, are very tedious and maybe not perceived as worthwhile to be done. Um, through a um, human face-to-face negotiation, it's something where um, you know automation can just play a role in driving additional value for the business partner. Nice. You have a sense of how much how much time is spent doing this from a company standpoint, and what your desire or what you're hoping to how, like 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 how much you're going to reduce or how much you're trying to reduce. Absolutely. So you know. Uh, per purchase request that is uh, very low spend. Sometimes this is called, um, you know, maybe a, a tail spend. It's actually named that for like the long tail of very small transactions. If you graphed all of your transactions as on a distribution, you would see that um, there's a bunch of very high ones, and then you'd see like, you know, kind of this uh, long tail kind of creeping out. And so, you know, for those, it might not be very much time. It might be more of an approval step um, or uh, a benchmarking step. But as you get um, a little bit higher, kind of above that that typical tail threshold, in some companies it might be ten thousand dollars, in some companies it might be you know a hundred thousand or uh, even a million dollars. 
um, as you as you get into that territory, the um, amount of time kind of per transaction, you know, can be, you know, five, 10 hours a week until the transaction is settled. And we see, you know, the transaction cycles range from, you know, on the fast side, kind of two to four weeks, but also on the longer side, kind of three to six, um, uh, three to six months. And so that's really where um, if you can can automate kind of the analysis and busy work of that, you can spend more time actually talking to the suppliers, understanding their perspective on the opportunity, understanding their solution, um, their service levels, um, and doing that alignment work with the stakeholder um, and the supplier then helps um, you know procurement really play that strategic role and get everyone to to a really exciting outcome. It almost makes me think about how you were describing getting a presentation in advance so that people can sort of watch it on their own. And when we are actually meeting together, we can get down to it and get really specific questions answered and maximize time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's generally um, the pattern of work uh, internally with companies is trying to get as, you know, Anytime you meet with someone, it's it's a high value um, experience. You know, you're using their time, you're using your time. Um, you might even have like additional um, support resources tied up in that meeting. And so, anything that you can do in advance of that meeting to make the um, the meeting time just more, more productive um, is great. And then, what I always love is if you can get kind of the you know the purpose of the meeting done early, then you frequently have some time to ask about you know maybe. Um, you know, other things that could be tied up with this. And there's often the opportunity to increase value. And in procurement, very specifically, it's, you know, not uncommon for people to have multiple transactions that can look very similar. And so if you can bundle those together, you can even then kind of save an entire cycle, which is uh, tremendously beneficial. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. Are there certain, um, as, as you kick this off, you sort of recognize that there's certain things it's going to be really hard to do apples to apples on just because there's not necessarily one way that company A um, lists their pricing and company B. Uh, are there certain industries that you found or um, certain um, verticals that like, yep, this, this, this was easy and nope, this one has been as hard as we've expected it to be? I would say that, um, you know, the for any time you're spending money, and I guarantee you this is true on the supplier side, there's a unit of value that's being expressed because in order to um, book revenue, you need to say to some extent what units you're selling. And it might be that those units for professional services or creative you know, brand, branding could be like a scope of work. So how many scopes did we sell? You know, What kind of um, things like that? At a certain level, you know, above a certain amount of money involved, you do get into these very bespoke partnership configurations that might be, you know, challenging to unitize. But, you know, for most companies, especially any publicly traded companies or companies that have financial reporting, there is a unit of measure um, and there are units of measure that are, you know, assigned discrete value. And so our perspective is that if you can do that on the top line revenue side, then, you know, you should be able to do it on the buyer side. And, you know, when once you have units and you can begin making comparisons, you can make the determination that you want to buy a more expensive unit because it is going to deliver greater value to you. You know, so professional services or, 
you know, creative branding um, are good examples of this. You know, there's a great difference in the impact of like the best versus the rest. And if you want, you know, someone that's top tier um, and are willing to pay more for it, it's great to be able to do that and to make that decision very intentionally and say this is a strategic priority for our business. So we're going to go out and spend on this. Um, but I think that, um, you know, from our perspective, negotiate it. Why not? You know, don't take the first offer, run it through a process, get a sense of what the different scenarios are, because you can often create competitive alternatives even within, um, you know, a single supplier. Even if you don't have multiple options, there are still oftentimes multiple ways to consume a service or to consume the value that a supplier or a supply chain offers. Um, so while you're correct that it's certainly easier to automate a negotiation process for widgets or for materials that have discrete units, um, we actually see uh, great success in the services category and in um, categories where you might not think that it's as easy to compare across suppliers. Nice. And who is a, who is a perfect end user for BitOps? So we, you know, the, the people who we make the happiest in our customer organization on a day-to-day -day basis are category managers and supplier, uh, suppliers and buyers. Um, and, you know, we make the category manager happier because all of the projects are running on time and delivering great savings results. The business partner, we make the suppliers happier because their processes are running faster and so they're often um, more active and engaged in the process. We make the buyers happier because you know, their suppliers are happier and because they're more responsive, um, they get um, questions answered faster, they get tasks done faster. Um, and then, you know, at the executive level, the chief procurement officer and the chief financial officer, you know, see the impact of implementing BitOps show up in, you know, any report that they use to track the financial performance of their procurement organization. And so they are um, ultimately you know, the ones who often are taking those wins to the board level of the companies we engage with. Got it. Makes sense. Well, Edmund, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So for a difference-making tip, I, and I always like to think about this when I'm thinking about a process, start at the end and work backwards. I think that, uh, you know, process mapping is something that often feels very abstract, generic, and complicated but it doesn't have to be. I encourage people, um, if you're working on a process or something that feels overwhelming or very challenging, just imagine your most desired outcome and try and visualize what the actual end state of the process looks like. And then try, if possible, to actually make your you know, process list or your to-do list from that desired outcome backwards. Um, thinking backwards is a great, um, you know, it's a great way to do visualizations. It's a great way to do visioning. Um, and I think that um, especially in this era, era where there's a lot of, um, you know, complexity and there can be an overwhelming feel around, you know, different digital technologies or buzzwords or, you know, different options for kind of building your organization or your team. Um, really just try and get get to that most desired outcome and work backwards from there. And um, that can sometimes add some clarity. Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Edmund, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with BitOps? Yeah, so if people are interested in talking about strategic sourcing and procurement, we put out a lot of really um, specific literature on this topic through our website and blog. We have some um, 
blog posts up that actually speak directly to the challenges in specific categories in logistics, packaging, maintenance, repair, and operations, professional services, and CapEx. Um, those are great ways to engage with some insights from users on our platform. And then, um, you know, if you're interested in learning about how companies like Curita Water or Dover Chemical or BASF or UCB Biopharma have leveraged BitOps, we have specific case studies around those customers on our website. That's bitops.com. Um, and we're quite active on LinkedIn. So if you do, um, if you are a LinkedIn user, um, you know, check, check us out. And we have um, a series of in-person events that we have just uh, launched over the past month. Um, we have, um, you know, upcoming events in cities like New York and Chicago and Atlanta, um, where we're just getting procurement professionals together to, you know, break bread, share tips, and, um, you know, help support each other. It's been a super tough year um, in procurement and supply chain. And so we think it's, um, it's time now that we can meet in person again to, um, you know, just build, build the great professional community that we have. I love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Edmund your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to bidops.com. It's B-I-D-O-P-S.com and check out all the great resources they've got for learning more about procurement and sourcing and logistics and all that good stuff. And also check out some of the live events that they have coming up um, and see if there's one in your city and also connect with them on LinkedIn. Thanks again, Edmund. Thanks so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.